Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Crokington. And on to the next part of Seven Goblins, which is The Fence. An important delivery bound for the kingdom's capital suddenly finds itself in your hands. And we begin. The coach ride from Twithick to the township of Lurstock, just south of Talalus, has been long and tiresome. You found yourself repeatedly cursing the state of the roads that lied between the Witherport and the kingdom's capital. And... And, and have had your sediments echoed by the driver, who seems to share your disagreeable view, view of the arduous trek and all that it entails. At long last, the coachman calls down to you, the lone occupant of the stage, and announces that Lurstock is just a few miles ahead. There we are now, that's more to my liking. He shouts back into the carriage from the front of the wagon. We can still curse the journey, though. I always do. The driver asks if you'll be disembarking, Lurstock, or if you'll be continuing on to Talonus, which is only a few miles further up the road. You lean, out, you lean out of the window to your left and tell him you'll be disembarking in the small township. As you pull your head back inside the carriage, your gaze drops to the floor comes to west upon the cloth-wrapped bundle at your feet. The very reason for your journey to Lurstock. You unwrap the lengthy object resting on the carriage floor and reveal an unremarkable longsword, a weapon you've studied repeatedly during the long ride from Twithick. 
despite the fair amount of attention you've given the object, however. Apart from the angled hollow at the end of its pommel, you've been unable to determine what makes the piece so important. An importance was related to you by the very man who tasked you with seeing the blade safely to Lurstock, Captain Mursaf. The captain, a leader of one of the larger regiments of soldiers stationed in Trithic, much to the disdain of Thane Poland, sought you out and asked if you would accept a mission of great importance for the kingdom. When you learned the nature of the tasks, and what you perceive would be, like, would most likely be an uneventful but fulfilling mission, you eagerly accepted it. You, you soon learned the finer details of the mission, and were somewhat taken aback to find out it involved delivering a long stock, longsword to a man by the name of Waven in the township of Lurstock, just south of Talonus. The sword must reach Lurstock and the hand of Waven at all costs. The captain had said that he, that he eyed you closely in his private chamber, the guard tower that housed his regiment. This is a matter of great importance. I cannot tell you more than I've already told you, I'm afraid. When you have given the sword to Waven, your mission is com is complete. Waven will see the sword arrive safely in Tanlus. You need not report back to me in any fashion. Captain Mursar's final words warned you the danger might befall you on the road, but he had every confidence in your ability to handle whatever peril might come your way. My prayers go with you, he said, as you made ready to leave this chamber. Later that afternoon, you were placed as, as the sole passenger above a coach bound from Twithick to Lurstock. Captain Mirsoff appeared at the door of the carriage and handed you a lengthy bundle of cloth, inside of which lay the longsword you were to deliver to the man called Waven at the distant township. Waven will be waiting for you in the Eight Snakes Inn, captain said as the driver climbed into his seat he will be expecting you your mind is suddenly jolted back to the presence as, as the carriage rumbles over a broad patch of stony uneven ground on the winding road leading up to Lurstock you peer out of the window and are elated to discover the first buildings of the small township are looming into view along the road ahead only moments later the coach rolls to a stop at the edge of edge of the town square there we are there we are and at last here we are beams the driver throwing open the carriage door and peering at you i think you'll find it more to your liking out here but i'm sure you'll tell captain miroff you've never had a more pleasant coach ride in your life well good luck to you or whatever business brings you up this way i've been told to turn back at once i assume you'll find your own way you hop out of the carriage with the long cloth bundle t tied to your bank. <laughs> tied to his mark and thank the driver. You tell him you can indeed find your own way and you can return to Twithick as soon as necessary. He bids you farewell and climbs back aboard the coach. You watch as he turns the wagon about and rolls slowly in the direction of the stables on the opposite side of the tavern's main thoroughfare. It doesn't take long for you to find your way. Across the square, nearly opposite the stables, you spot the eight snakes in, eager to be rid of the sword 
and have, and have performed your promised duty, you move over and step into the small, well-kept establishment. The inn's common room is deserted, save for the innkeeper, who is frantically sweeping up a large pile of dust against the back door. He looks up when you enter, and greets you with a friendly smile. You ask him if he knows of a man named Waven, and the expression on his face suddenly changes to one of horror. He drops his broom and backs away from you. It's that moment the point of a blade presses into the back of your neck. Oh dear. <laughs> Turn around slowly, says a soft voice from behind. You're in no position to disobey the command. And turn slowly and find yourself face to face with three rugged looking individuals. Two men and a woman. Each of the three are clad in brown capes and dark tunics. Weathered leather hats sit perched on their heads. The bearded man holding the sword to your, to your back glares at you and presses the tip of the weapon firmly against, against your flesh. The woman scowls. This one looks abler than the usual courage, he says, walking around as he studies you carefully. Not sure what to make of this. The man holding the sword, sword to your back, bark, barks at the innkeeper and orders him to leave, which he probably does. When he is gone, the man whose blade is pressed firmly against your flesh speaks. We have little appreciation for those who deal with goblins. He says flatly, leave what you came bearing on the floor. No sudden moves, friend. Wait, goblins? Goblins already? Well, I knew there would be goblins at some point. Because it's the Seven Goblins series. There are always goblins. Realising it would be pointless to disobey obey his order, you toss the cloth-wrapped longsword onto the floor at your feet. The other man, who appears to be the youngest of the three, steps forward and retrieves it. You boldly ask the man with the sword if he is waving, and he immediately frowns. You'll do well to hold your tongue, he says, glancing at the long, long sword the younger man has just unwrapped. Suddenly, the woman's eyes widen, and he steps back and stares at you hard. Aren't you Sir Crokerton, she asks. Her question seemed to have a profound effect on the two companions, whose eyes also open wide. The man holding the sword eyes you closely, then slowly lowers his blade. You tell them you are indeed, Sir Crokington. Then tell us, Sir Crokington, says the man holding the sword. How did you become tangled up with delivering stolen swords to a goblin fence? <gasps> oh no. I think I've been played. But what is a goblin fence? Goblin fence. Goblin fence is a term used to describe a goblin of any variety who serves as a liaison of sorts between humans and goblins, or even less desirable creatures such as trolls and ogres, while trading or dealing with goblins, or trolls or ogres for that matter, is outlawed throughout the entirety of the North Brooklands. The practice does go on, albeit secretly. Goblin fences are frequently used by both humans and goblins in exchange of goods, often stolen, and services, often illicit. 
that would otherwise prove unobtainable by either group. Oh dear. After all, after four adventures of fighting goblins, now I'm accidentally working for them. Having had quite enough of the bay and the commands of the three people yet to identify themselves, demand to know who they are. Almost in unison, the two men and women pull back the capes that cover their shoulders and reveal the green patches on their dark tunics that serve as a common marking of Swithian border rangers. The man who put his sword to your throat introduces himself as Oloi and tells you the younger man is named Jorlock. The woman steps forward and introduces himself as Nurnia. You have no doubt that the trio standing before you are indeed border rangers. Realising, based on the statements made by the rangers, you may have unwittingly become involved in a sinister enterprise. You confess to the rangers you know nothing of the matter involved in the goblin fence. To which they alluded. Was it Captain Millsaf? asked Melania. A sinking feeling rolls up in the pit of your stomach the mention of the captain's name. You confirm her suspicions and she nods. Omnoy and Jorak slowly shake their heads. We've watched a good captain a long while, says Omnoy, sheathing his sword. He's involved in all of this, but it's hard to say if it ends with him. He's behind the stolen items that have made their way in this, this part of the kingdom. And into the hands of the enemies of man. You learn that these three border rangers have long been tracking a particularly troublesome goblin fence. Who has been re- receiving items of great value with the help of human agents. Uh, we've, lo- we've long suspected Mirzaf is one of those agents, says Jorek. The matters seem beyond doubt now. You ask about the man named Raven, and you're surprised you were supposed to meet here, and Muriel steps out of the inn. She returns a few moments later, pushing a middle-aged man, man whose hands and feet are bound with rope. The man's face is badly bruised and swollen, leading you to believe he did not surrender peacefully to the rangers. There he is, says Omnar, frowning as he turns his gaze to the bound man standing before Moniana. This is the man who deals with goblins, and the man who has led us at last to the elusive fence. You learn that the rangers cap- captured the man known as Waven outside Lursok just this morning, and after prolonged and quite unpleasant interrogation, found out the goblin fence was hiding out in a cave hidden in the hills to the east. Oblai tells you that he and Moronia investigated the claim and discovered the cave. He also tells you they found the goblin tracks in and around the area, which, le- which lent crepulence to Waven's account. The tracks were those of a single goblin, says Moronia, though according to our friend here, the fence is still expecting a visit from a few of his kin. Omloy interrupts and tells you that, that, that there is a limited window of opportunity to enter the cave and deal with the goblin fence while he is alone. It's an opportunity we can't pass up, he says. I apologise for the nature of our introduction, Sir Crokerton, and I realise that you've been brought into this unaware of all we have told you. I ask, however, for your help. Elmloy tells you that, if you are willing, he will wish for you to enter the cave and apprehend the goblin fence. 
He and his two companions would see to it that gob- goblins that wave and claims are on route do not interfere with the mission. The ranger tells you you'd prefer it if the fence were taken alive. Without hesitation, you tell Armroy and, and the others that you gladly accept the task. The three border rangers seem relieved and happy to have at last found an ally in what has to this point been a lonely fight. The man named Waven staggering along the four, the four of the group. You and the three rangers make their way out of town and into the hills to the east. After a relatively short trek, you arrive at the base of a broad forested slope. Monia points up the hillside to where you can make out the dark mouth of a cave through the dense foliage. There's every possibility the fence will think you this one, says Omla, jerking his head in the direction of Raven, at until he sees you. That's at least one advantage. You bid farewell to the three rangers and promise them that you will return with the goblin fence. Alive, if possible, Omlea will I. Omloy will remind you, and good luck, Sir Crookington. May the All Father guide and protect you. As you begin your ascent towards the cave, the three rangers fan out across the nearby hills to watch for the arrival of the goblins that the man named Waven has indicated are en route. Omloy has chosen to keep Waven at his side and under his watchful eye. After a short but arduous climb, you reach the mouth of the cave. The bare earth in front of the dark opening is covered with goblin tracks. You inspect the tracks closely and determine, much as Mornia had, that they all belong to a single goblin. You take one last look around in the sunlit hillside before stepping into the shadowy interior of the cave. Alright, I'm in a cave now. I'm in the southeast corner. You're standing just inside of the entrance to a hillside cave. To the east, sunlight streams into the cave with its wide mouth. To the west, the misshapen cave passage disappears into the gloom. Alright, time to go west. An eerie silence fills the shadowy passage of this hillside cave. You proceed with great caution. Your eyes and ears alert for the first sign of danger. Okay, going west, going west, going west, going west, going west. Oh, out then, out then north. Turn around, go east. Picking a number. Bonus of 55. 20 for more. 14 for thievery. 15 for woodmanship. 6 from luck. Gotta get 100 or more or something bad will happen. Pick now. 58, failure. Your heart suddenly skips a beat. And you freeze in your tracks. Something large is swinging down at you from the gloom ahead. The last possible second, you catch a clear glimpse of a horrific object swinging down at you from out of the shadows. It is a wide oak beam, anchored to the ceiling with thick ropes, and are fitted with a broad line of of, of sharpened wooden stakes. The, the nightmarish goblin stare swings down into the passage with unnerving speed. It sharpened stakes, making a deadly sweep of the corridor. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 56. 20 from agility. 16 from body. 14 from feathery. 6 from luck. Gotta get 75 or more. Or get stabbed with said stakes. Pick now. 96. Failure. 
You close. You just. You kneel. To, you go to the floor and close your eyes. A rush of air passes over you as the wooden beam and its deadly sharpened stakes come within inches of your prone form. You lie perfectly still as the beam swings back and forth along the passage, before at last coming to a complete stop directly in front of you. Unnerved by the close call, but thankful to have escaped from the jaws of this perilous track, you return to your feet and breathe a sigh of relief. Thankful to be past the deadly goblin snare, you take a few moments to get your bearings and check over your equipment for once again moving off along the passage. Okay, going east, going north, going west. Alright, same check as before, bonus 55, success 100, pick now, 152, success. Your cautious progress along the rocky cave passage is brought to a sudden halt when you spot something on the proceeding ahead there. Only a few yards along the corridor, hanging from the damp roof of the cave, is a broad line of sharpened wooden stakes. The stakes are attached to a thick oak beam, which seems to prepare to swing down and thrust the pointed tips of its wooden thangs into anyone unwary enough to pass beneath it. You immediately recognise this nasty-looking contraption to be a deadly snare that is obviously of goblin origin. The snare is nearly identical to the one you came across only a short while ago. After studying the perilous trap for nearly a minute, you realise that unless you can find somewhere to safely set it off, or disarm it, continuing along the passage could very easily result in your death. Death. Okay, attempt to find a way past. You carefully study the oak beam and the line of sharpened wooden stakes attached to it, with no way to determine what the range of the snare might be, you realise that any failed attempt to disarm or safely set off the trap might easily result in death. With this unpleasant thought foremost in your mind, you set about trying to determine your next course of action. There's quite a few options. Feathery, telekinesis, archery, conjuration, shadow magic... Elementalism or edge past the snare. I'm going to use conjuration. It succeeded. Eight ex- Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. B to conjuration. You channel your power of conjuration, or elated at the sudden appearance of a long, stout wooden pole. You pick up the pole and use it to prod the wooden beam. For a moment or two, nothing happens. You're about to push the pole into, into it with great force, when suddenly, the snare springs into action. The wooden beam swings down into the passage with unnerving speed, its sharpened stakes making a deadly sweep of the corridor. From where you stand and in the, ton- in the tunnel, just beyond the reach of the swingy beam and its wooden fangs, you wait until the snare's movement is spent, before once again preparing to set off on your way. Okay, I don't know how I use that pole, but let's just assume I did somehow. Yes, and then I rest a bit, because that pole was way too big. <laughs> Thankful to be past the deadly goblin snare, you take a few moments to get your bearings and check over your equipment before once again moving along the passage. Alright, going west, north, then east. Oh, same, same check again, bonus 55, success 100, failure. Your heart suddenly skips a beat, and you freeze in your tracks. Something large is swinging down at you from the gloom ahead. All right, yeah, it's that, it's that swinging, spiky thing again. All right, picking a number. Bonus fifty-six, success seventy-five. Pick now. Eighty-nine, success. You throw yourself to the floor and close your eyes. A rush of air passes over you as the wooden beam and its deadly sharpened snakes come within inches of your prone form. You lie perfectly still as the beam swings back and forth along the passage. Along the passage. Along the passage, poor at last coming to a complete stop in front of you, unnerved by the close call, but thankful to escape from the jaws of the perilous trap. You return to your feet and breathe a sigh of relief. Thankful to be past the get deadly goblin snare, you take a few moments to get your bearings and check over your equipment before once again moving off along the passage. Alright, east, east, east. Same check again. Another failure. Alright, it's swinging at me. Does it hit me? Alright, bonus 56, success 75, pick now. Oh, very close, very close. With 77 success. Alright, I'll get past this passage. Go to the north. And a bit to the west. Okay. Same check again. Bonus 55. Success. 100. Pick now. 122 success. Your course is progress along the rugged cave passage. It's brought to a sudden halt when you spot something on the ceiling ahead. There. Only a few yards along the corridor, hanging from the damp roof of the cave. It's a broad line of sharpened wooden stakes. Yep, same same as before. 
After studying the perilous trap for nearly a minute, you realise that unless you could find some way to safely step it off or disarm it, continuing along the passage could easily result in your death. Alright, find a way past. I'll use um, elementalism. It succeeded. 8 XP to elementalism. You summon your power of elementalism. Elementalism, a spire of satisfaction, as a small but blustery air elemental surges along the passage. The summoned elemental being slams into the oak beam, rattling the trap. For a moment or two, nothing happens, but you're about to attempt something else when the snare springs into motion. The wood beam swings swings down into the passage with unnerving speed. It sharpens stakes, making a deadly sweep of the corridor. From where you stand in the tunnel, just beyond the reach of the swinging beam and its wooden fangs, you wait until the snare's movement is spent, before once again setting off along your way. And now, as always, thank you, Air Elemental. Thank you very much. Thankful to be past the deadly goblin snare, you take a few moments to get your bearings and check over your equipment before once again moving off along the passage. Alright, we're near the end now. Just two more to the west, and that's as far as it goes. Unless... Unless there's a second floor or something. The passage you're following ends at a wide, deep, deep, torch-lit alcove. You creep forward to the edge of the natural chamber and peer into it. At first you believe the chamber is empty, but a sudden movement against the far wall proves otherwise. Emerging from the shadows on the opposite side of the alcove is a tall, broad-shouldered cave goblin. The goblin strides up to a wooden chest at the centre of the space and turns his back to you as he throws open the lid. This wretched creature tosses something into the chest and then, in a move that catches you off guard, calls out to you without turning around. I see you at last crawled your way in here, Waven, he snarls closing the chest and resting his white foot on its banded lid on its banded lid. No doubt you recalled the advice on getting through the snares. Or else I might be picking the sword off your bloody carcass back there in the dark. You're more slippery than your friends perceive, I think. The goblin's apparent illusion to having given waving instructions on how to avoid the snares makes your blood Realise now that the man in the custody of the border rangers knew how to get around the traps, but breathed not a word of it, even though he was well aware of your intention to enter the cave. It's a matter you resolve to address later. Before you can contemplate your, your next course of action, the goblin swirls around to face you. His cruel gaze immediately settles on you, and he grumbles contemptuously. So... Where is it? Almost as soon as the words have escaped his lips, the the goblin's eyes open wide and a fearful expression crosses his face. The sinister creature appears momentarily startled, but quickly seems to regain his, regather his wits. You're not Raven, he growls, shaping, snapping his hand to the hilt of the short sword that dangled at his side. But how gladly have your head! The snarling goblin fence draws his blade and steps threateningly towards you. 
Oh, I've got a lot of options here. There's telekinesis, archery, elementalism, shadow magic, illusion, or diplomacy. Now, I think diplomacy will be a trick, so I'm not going to do that. And I can't do telekinesis or shadow magic because I don't have them enough yet. I will use illusion. Or I can rush forward and attack. 8 XP to illusion, which succeeded. You call upon your power of illusion and watch with a mix of pride and satisfaction as the masterful likeness of another human emerges from the shadows to the white of your advancing foe. The goblin shrieks alarm and spins to the left. He suddenly loses his grip on the hilt of his blade and the weapon slips from his hand. His sword clatters across the cave floor. Your illusion promptly vanishes. Before the goblin fence has had a chance to recover his weapon, you are upon him, prepared to see the vicious tricks of a cruel creature are brought to a swift end. I'm now fighting an unarmed goblin fence, and we begin. Now, I can kill or subdue. I was told to bring him alive, so I will subdue. The cave goblin swipes out at you with his clawed hands. Okay, and you have subdued your foe. 11 XP. Beated and battered, but still alive. The goblin fence rolls about on the floor in the cave, boning in agony. You tear off a portion of his soiled cape and use it to bind his hand securely behind his back. A quick search of him turns up nothing of interest. Before you leave the alcove, you throw open the wooden chest sitting at its centre and surprise to discover it contains a large quantity of gold and a glowing red gem. You quickly take possession of both the gold and the gem. 284 gold tokens and a glowing red gem. What is that gem then? You discover this strange glowing red gem in the chest that belonged to the goblin fence. Despite its brilliant crimson glow, the gem is frigid to the touch. The goblin fence grumbles as you pocket the glowing gem, but a single stern glance silences, silences the defeated creature. You then order him to move ahead of you as you make your way out of the cave. As you reach, reach the white mouth, reach the mouth of your cave, your eyes are suddenly drawn to your your white wrist there freshly emblazoned upon your skin is a fifth tattoo in the likeness of a tall thin flame you emerge from the cave into the bright afternoon sunshine and are pleased to discover the three border rangers waiting for you and stunned to find out they've busied themselves what they've busied themselves with while you were venturing into the cave Munaya points to a grass grassy spot at the base of the hill and you are shocked to see a line of 14 bound cave goblins well that's a that's a bit of a change so in three of the previous adventures we had about 14 humans tied up now we're getting 14 goblins tied up nice to, nice to flip it around for a change just as the rangers had expected goblin fence had accomplishes en route you are quite relieved that, that thanks to the vigilance of the three border rangers, the savage band never made it to the cave. Jorak takes hold of the bound goblin fence 
and leads the creature down to join the line of his captured kin. The rangers were overjoyed you were able to take him alive and tell you that they soon hope to be able to get some very useful information out of him. Two years of tracking him down. It's all over. Just like that. Here's Omloy as he strides up and initiates the shoulder cross. Not a bad showing, Sir Crokington. Yeah, of course, he had to kind of kneel a bit to the shoulder cross. But, 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 but um, I, I've, I've figured it out. <laughs> Not having forgotten the treachery of Raven Goblin Fence exposed, you cry about his whereabouts and are dismayed to learn that he escaped shortly after you entered the cave. I have to say we, or should I say I, quite underestimated him, says Omeloy, shaking his head. No doubt we'll catch up with him sooner or later. For his sake, he'd best hope it's later. At last, the three border rangers are ready to depart with their goblin captives. Suddenly, Munio's eyes widen, as she's suddenly forgotten something very important. Sir Crokington, she says, are you Corsi? You didn't happen to find anything of interest in there, did you? Well, yeah, I found this glowing red gem. You tell the Wangers about the glowing red gem you discovered in the chest, and produce the curious object. Much to your apparent amazement of Mjolnir, she steps forward and snatches the stone from your gasp. grasp. Mjolnir turns back to face you, and suddenly spins around, turns her back to you, and suddenly spins around to face you, holding up the sword you transported from Twithy to Lurstock. Fitted into the end of the weapons panel, it's a glowing red gem. A weapon we're all glad will never reach the foul end hand for which theft was affected, she says, handing the sword to you. It's yours, Sir Crokington. Perhaps you could learn more about it. I've got an unidentified longsword. The glowing red gem you discovered in the Goblin Fence's chest is set into the end of this sword's pommel. This weapon is of magical quality. You thank Munia. She smiles in response. We'll be sure your name is mentioned in our report, says Umli, as the rangers turn and prepare to set off. May the road be kind to you. Till we next cross paths, Sir Crokington. You watch as the rangers and the line of scowling, bound goblins move off to the west and are soon out of sight. You, stri- you strike out across the hills to the south and west and make your way back to Lurstock. Weary from your recent endeavour and with your throat horribly parched, you are unable to resist the alluring call of the eight snakes in and you soon find yourself seated before its roaring fire. The innkeeper seems somewhat disenchanted with your appearance, but seems to quickly get over any misgivings when he realises you are not in the company of the three border rangers. His change of demeanour is perhaps also due, in no small part, to the fact you are his only patron. After two sizeable helpings of stout autumn brew, you bid farewell to your host and step out of the township's main thoroughfare. Almost immediately, your eyes are drawn to a face, peering across the stables across the way. Two dark eyes are set into the centre of the, of the face, their cold gaze fixed firmly on you. 
The face swiftly retreats behind the door. You sprint across the thoroughfare to rush to the stables, hoping to meet up with or at least catch sight of whoever it was, taking such a keen interest in your movements. Much of surprise and dismay, apart from its four-legged occupants, the stable is empty. Unnerved by the brief but puzzling episode, you decide to head out of Lurstock at once and make for Tannerless, where you will seek lodging for the night. As you make your way out of the township, a sense of relief comes over you. With your mind still fixed on the haunting gaze of the face in the stable doorway, you find yourself happy to be leaving the town behind. You cross a narrow stone bridge that spans a broad stream and pass out of Lurstock, just as the first long shadows of late afternoon begin to drape themselves across the road ahead. Alright, and that ends this adventure. 512 experience to general, 64 experience to all skills and powers. And now we've got an item to identify, and so we will. Using your skill of Arcania, you carefully look through the items you're carrying to identify any that are currently unidentified. We've got an iron icon of a warrior rogue and a sword of heroic splendor. And we got 32 experience to Arcania for doing all of that. Alright, what's this sword like? Alright, it's a slashing weapon with the power of the heroic slash. It's got a melee rating of 7. Gives one stamina points and boosts body, might, and spirit by one. The glowing red gem you discovered in the goblin fence's chest is set into the end of this enchanted sword's pommel. This weapon is of magical quality. Right, now let's look at that icon we found. Iron, iron icon of the warrior rogue. It gives you two. Melee rating, one agility, and one luck. So if I could somehow... If I could somehow get a lot of them, I would... still It would still not make the Imbuables worth it. This small, square, glowing icon is crafted out of solid iron. It's obvious this strange icon is not of the world. This, the likeness of a swordsman is etched onto its surface. And it, you may affix this level icon to any impurable item you may possess. To enhance the attributes of that item, click the items button to view your inventory. Then use the desired impurable item. Anyway, we're not going to be doing that. Because uh, the whole icons, impurable equipment... It's just, it's one of those, it's one of those redundant systems that long-running games just end up accumulating over time. Anyway, the next, the next adventure will, it will be Seven Goblins Part 6, The Search for Mameko. Which was also my very, very first episode when I did it with another character. So, for the first time, we're going to have 
all the Seven Goblins series with one character. In without a huge separation between them. Anyway, that will be the next adventure. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.